but it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we'll use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! Welcome to Lima Time Time. It is currently April. Uh, hmm, 17, in April. April it's 7, in April. Yeah, April 17th. April 17th. I am. Uh, one of the lovely co-hosts of Lima Time Time, I'm James Yasko, here with my other lovely co-host, Patrick McClellan. How are you, Pat? I am doing well. How are you doing? Better better after the win today. Uh, before we get into that, though, we, uh, continuing our effort to be a legitimate podcast and a legitimate show, uh, we now have a sponsor, and it's not Squarespace. I feel like you're not you're not pod, <laughs> you're not podcast royalty until you're sponsored by Squarespace. But uh, Patrick, would you like to tell the listeners at home who yes, uh, this who is, is our new sponsor? Yeah, this is very exciting. Uh, they're more than a sponsor; they're they're friends, and this exciting partnership is going to uh, it's going to pretty much just reward us. That's but the you, best kind of sponsorship. <laughs> but if you listen to listen to me and and you try this, you are going to reward yourself. The sponsor I'm alluding to is the Bravado Spice Company, based out of here in Houston, Texas, and it is the best hot sauce that I've had. And they've been on Fox's uh, Master Chef, and they've been on recently on CNBC's Billion Dollar Buyer with Tillman Fertitta which landed a deal with him to put their hot sauces in all of the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company restaurants across the country. That's big time. So they're like, they're really up and coming in the game, or if not already there. But they have some great flavors like uh, pineapple and habanero sauce. Uh, My favorite, jalapeno and green apple. Mm. And then also there's a ghost pepper and blueberry as well. No, I'm not. I'm not doing the ghost pepper thing. No, it's not. It's not death ghost pepper. It's it's manageable. That's one of their better ones. And then they have their standard hot sauce, which is called crimson, which is also great. <laughs> That's good. They all, and then they also make pickles too. But um, you can find them. And I, they're in a lot of Whole Foods. Um, if you just hit me up and you're wondering where you can find them, where you live, yeah, just hit me up on Twitter, at P. McClellan. And I can put you in touch with with James and the guys over at Bravado, and we'll find it for you. But it's the best. So let's move on to me being angry about what transpired this this week. But yeah. try that hot sauce; they're great. The Astros are mediocre, but they're great. They are exceptional. I'm, the The Astros are exceptionally mediocre. I'm sure Bravado Spice is not mediocre. Uh, so speaking of mediocrity, uh, in the in the much awaited rematch of uh, of the ALDS, Kansas City came into town, got a mud hole stomped in them on opening the home opener, and then proceeded to stomp a mud hole in the Astros over the next three games. So before we get into the Tiger series. Tell me your thoughts on the Astros and the Royals series. Well, as we all are very familiar with, that was a, a frustrating series from for so many reasons. But I think the biggest reason it was so frustrating is how we came out the gate 
that first night on opening night, all the energy's up. We're we're playing Astros baseball, and it's like okay, here we are. It was the think, cold, and I think we all were like, it was almost like a, okay, we all settled in, and then just reverted immediately right back into the into the Royals game plan. Really, we we beat ourselves, and the Royals played quintessential Royals baseball, just timely hitting. They're they, that's just what they do. The, yeah, they they will. It's it's almost like what it feels like with with the Royals is, and I, it would it would piss me off. I, I would see red when this would happen. But like when your dad or like your older brother, I don't have an older brother, but like when someone like grabs your hands and and uses your hands to so that you like slap yourself <laughs> in the face, and they're like, "Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself?" Like that's what the Royals series felt like. The Royals were just like grabbing the Astros hands and making them slap themselves in the face because they, they, those do. And I mean, I don't like the Royals, but it's more of a, I don't like them because they seemingly win all the time and they're annoying. They're just, and it's, I don't know if it's because they don't play a sexy brand of baseball. They don't hit home runs. They're just a bunch of pesky guys, but it's like, you can call it. It's like, Oh, an error with two outs runner on. I will bet money Lorenzo Cain hits this into the gap. <laughs> yeah. Or, or whatever, any of them. I could go down the line, and it's just, you know what they're going to do, and they, that's just, that's, that's how they win. And they're really good at it. And I think that showed about as much as us beating ourselves showed. I mean, they're a legit great baseball team, obviously, with being the World Series champion and coming off a World Series the year before that. So it's not like, we're completely beat ourselves, but we did. We were in a lot of those games and with chances to win. And it was, it reminded me just of the playoff series. Yeah. Just a lot of wasted opportunities. And, and that's something that I know we talked about that last week, but it's, it's sort of, it's, it's sort of been a theme for, for the season. And so far, and it, it, I, and I'm, I say that knowing full well, we haven't even played 10% of the season. Like the, the, we're still 13 games into the season, which is a ridiculous, ridiculously small sample size. But, but if you were, if you were to, to take kind of the way that, that we know the Astros can play and the way that they've played in those wins and the way that they've beaten themselves, what, if you could, if you could sort of go back and redistribute wins and losses, how many of the how many of the games that the Astros have played do you do you feel like oh yeah we just didn't have it there was no chance of winning that game like how many like do you think the the Astros record would be ten and three do you think it'd be seven and six do you think like how if you could go back how would you how many games were the Astros just completely out of that they didn't screw themselves um if you put it cut and dry like that there there aren't oh sorry. There, Oh, way to be a professional! Yeah, that's my bad. That's this is just that's just like Astros baseball sponsorship lost. <laughs> no, um, no, I, I think there's only a few games. I think the the Yankees massacre that where what was it twelve six that game that was a guaranteed loss even though we were God I don't know yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think specifically, but there were only a few games where. It just wasn't our night, and that was a wrap. I feel like we were in every game, don't you? Yeah, am no. I wrong on this? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're, they're. I mean, obviously, you're not you're not going to start the season thirteen and zero, but no, and, and that's that's 
ir- irresponsible to expect to to win every single game that you play. But I I legitimately think the Astros could be nine and four after thirteen games instead of five and eight. But you know we're we're speaking like that's a negative thing. But you can also flip that and be like across the span of a season they're gonna go the other way. You know what I mean? So being in those games, yes, there were some disappointing things and, and there were some mistakes that led to losses, some bullpen meltdowns, some errors, just normal, typical baseball meltdown stuff. But there's going to be times where other teams do that and we get the win. So just being competitive is really, you need to put yourself in position to win. And they did that. <laughs> they true. just didn't come through. So I feel like you can take some silver lining from that if we're looking to be positive, but we're not. They were terrible, and I'm very angry. <laughs> They're awful. Let's just cancel the season. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you told me, and it was at the beginning of the week, was that you were really expecting a big week from, or a, a big start from Colin McHugh. And 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 I, th- I think we got that. So we did, we did get that. So the second time through the rotation, before we get to the Detroit series, the second time through the rotation went better than it did the first time through the rotation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it absolutely did. So that's um, encouraging. Yeah, and that that McHugh start, I don't, I mean, I don't want to go crazy hyperbole and say it saved his season, but it definitely turned him around mentally. And like I said, it was as big for the fan base as it was for the team and for Colin McHugh to come in and win that, that game at home. Yeah. And and it, especially, didn't seem to, it didn't carry on momentum wise like I thought it would, but I still think that was just as important. Even looking back at the week when the Royals came in here and pretty much destroyed us. But that was, that was huge for him. And it, he looked great. He, he really did. He, he looked, I mean, and it's, it's hard not to improve off of, off of an opening start in which your first start of the season where you don't where you don't make it out of the first, but but I, I think it I don't want to say that we called it, but the 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 cold in New York had a lot to do with with uh, with his poor start that that first time through the rotation. So good yeah, job, good job. I, I, I agree McHugh. with that, and I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I just wanted to say that. But that also kind of negates our argument about the cold affecting the game so much because of the way we hit in New York and completely let the bats die uh, for the most part indoors this week. Yeah, that's in true. Perfect, perfect 72 degrees. Uh, no, no offense. All right. Let's talk about that before we get to the positives of, of winning a series. The first, the first series win of the season, the sort of the, the hitting that took place or, or that didn't take place the against Detroit, and this this includes today's game, the April seventeenth Sunday game. The Astros were two for twenty two with runners in scoring position. They were eleven for fifty eight with runners in scoring position for the week. But five of those hits came in that that home opener win against Kansas City. So that basically means that from Tuesday to Sunday, the Astros were six for forty three with runners in scoring position. Yikes that's that's bad like that and that's one of those stats that that I feel like you can you sort of look at and you're like there's no way I mean law of averages has to has to catch up at some point and some of those are going to start falling in and and oh for sure 
But I also feel like that's something that we could be doing this on a Sunday night in August and thinking like, okay, this is going to turn around any day now. They're going to go on this tear. It's going to be awesome. Well, let, yeah, let's hope that's not the case. But you know what? When I was, when I was watching especially the Royal series um, and we talked about how – we've talked about how the Royals are just timely hitting masters and they play that brand of baseball where they, you know, they, they come through. The Astros were the opposite of that. We had plenty of opportunities to come through, and we were just the antithesis of of that. Did oh, not yeah. come through with runners in scoring position and opportunities. Well, you, so I think that's the big difference between why the Royals are on top right now. They get that hit with even if it's just one hit with two outs, second and third. They get those two runs they need. Yeah, and we just couldn't do that at, at any point after uh, that first game of the series or the home opener. And even going, even going to to the first game of the Tiger series, the one nothing Keuchel win, you know the 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 they had the bases. I, I tweeted that this that like the fifth inning that this was going to be the most frustrating one zero win in franchise <laughs> history because yeah. they, they loaded the bases the for, for each of the first two innings. Like they just I I don't I don't understand how I don't know if 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 everyone's pressing if they want to get that big hit and that just screws them into the ground or or what it is. I don't understand the psych. I'm I'm I've never been in a position of of that much stress before in my entire <laughs> life in front of that many people. So so I don't know I don't know what it is. I don't I don't know if there's something that can be explained other than it's it's bad luck or that it's just amplified this early in the season when you're kind of expecting the team to be a lot better than what they've shown. Um, yeah, I, I think that has a little bit to do with it for sure. Just expectations and we're all excited. It's all brand new and this is what we're seeing. But, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty clear when you're, when watching them this week that they were, they were definitely pressing. Um, I think Correa started to press, uh, Springer absolutely was pressing before he, he finally got it together later on in this series mm-hmm. against Detroit. And then Gomez presses every at bat. <laughs> all he does is press. That's... Yeah, he, and I feel like they were all doing that. I mean, people taking crazy swings, and Springer was fall, fell down a couple times with the patented Gomez to the knee swing. So I think I think it's just been the perfect storm of all these little things, and and maybe the maybe the pressure got to them a little bit, the expectations and the Sports Illustrated cover of moving the World Series thing to 2016. I mean, that stuff has to, to sit with you. And then you have the team that just, you know, disappointed you in the playoffs the year before coming in. And all these things kind of coming together. And, I, you know, maybe it just got to them. And they haven't quite gelled this team, gelled yet, and, and put it together. Yeah. and, and But, the, I mean, there have been... You know Springer. There's a there, he's on the list of topics for us to discuss tonight for for a couple of reasons. One a pretty good one, and and one a not so great reason. But you know it, you mentioned that, that you know over the course of the week, um, Springer was nine for twenty eight, and but but that's six for his last twelve. So he has six hits in his last twelve at bats. Like it, it feels like it's really starting to come together for him. Altuve has been a monster all all year. So so. Who is your who is your post two week MVP of the season? Um, I would I'd like to give a nod to to Tyler White for his first for his first week and his Player of the Week thing, but uh, Jose Altuve has to be the guy. 
And the reason I say that is not only because of the the four home runs and the production, but his new approach, his taking pitches, his mm-hmm. walking. I think this is going to be huge for him. It's going to he was already ridiculous in terms of being a productive baseball player and perennial all-star and you know batting champion. Yeah. But I think this that was the the one knock on his game was that he couldn't take pictures and didn't get on base like a quintessential leadoff guy. So if he's learned how to hit <laughs> right. And I say that, you know, with quotations, then we're looking for something extra special and and power as well it, i meant to write the numbers down of how fast he got to uh four home runs over the years but it went from like it was like 155 games <laughs> to down to like 130 120 I'm, i did, this could be really off and then down to whatever it is today yeah 13 games 13 games eh. so he may be on steroids he's obviously not cool. um Hey, I'm fine with that. I don't I have a to problem. cheat and yeah. get us a ring. I do not care. I, cheat all the way to the championship. That's right. I. But I, yeah. So, long story short, I ramble on as you guys have noticed by now. <laughs> um, how, Jose Altuve is my two week MVP. What about you? Yeah, it's got to. I think it's got to be Altuve. You know, he's or Rasmus. Can you throw Rasmus in there? He was on. He's been on base every game. Yeah, he has a four thirty one on base percentage after after two weeks, and I don't I don't know that that's sustainable. But it, I'm I'm enjoying it being sustainable for two weeks. So, you know, do you think if if you're Jeff Luno, knowing who you you've got Springer, you've got Gomez for the rest of this season, um, but but knowing kind of who the Astros have, sort of rising through the minor leagues, would you offer Rasmus an extension? Yes. Does it go and and how much of that is because of of baseball ability and how much of that is because that dude definitely knows what raccoon tastes like? <laughs> um, well, for me, the fact that he raises an army of possums is a <laughs> is definitely a factor in in signability. But I, I think that he's just proven himself over and over again, uh, especially capping it off with the the playoff run last year, but. What is he? Twenty? He's. I, I. I thought he was older. He's like twenty-eight years old. Yeah, he's. He's not. Um. So he's in prime baseball years, and he's a big personality, a big part of the the team's identity now. I think. Yeah. I just think he's important to the the team and the brand at the same time. I love the guy. He's the best. So he, I, I think you gotta you gotta pay him what he wants. And even if they do another short-term deal, is he on a one-year deal now? Is that what they did? Yeah, he was the first player to accept the qualifying offer. So he's playing He's playing this year at $15.8 million. What if he just let us keep doing that over and over again? <laughs> That'd be fine. That'd be I mean, he's me. getting paid. We're not trapped. Um, but I, I think I wouldn't have any problem with a, a big three- or four-year deal. Four, four years, 80? That might, that might be pushing it, but... I don't. I don't see. I don't know what the team's approach is is going to be now that we're ready to spend money and put together the base. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're we've in, been on this budget thing for so long and sell the world. Now that we have core players, I have no idea what our approach is. So that it doesn't scare me. I it's just the unknown. Yeah, I mean we're the, the it's a it's a brand it's a different phase of this rebuilding process where. 
where and I hope they they lock up players like Rasmus and Altuve and Correa and I think they'd be insane not well, they, to lock up. They they will. I think I think Correa and Altuve we're going to see those guys playing next to each other for for a long time. The new baggy and biz type thing. Yeah. In different positions. But um it's it's funny with Rasmus it's like he's just progressed to where he is now. I I think if you asked us this two years ago, we would have said no way. Even mid-season last year, even when he was playing well, we just been like, no way. He's too expensive. Right. He's a, he's a stopgap, and albeit a good stopgap, but he's I don't know. I don't know what's. I really don't know what's changed. I just feel like it's more important than it was at the at that point. I'd agree with that. And I don't know. I mean, who else? I know we have a litany of outfielders, but legitimate star-producing outfielders, we don't have We don't have that. Jake Marisnik isn't that. Uh, I know there's the capers for Preston Tucker, but give me a break. Yeah. And he, I, mean, I mean that with all respect, he, but give me a break. He had a, he had a, he had a pretty good week. He's done pretty he did, well. He did, and I, I, I hate to come off like a Preston Tucker hater. I'm not. He's just not an everyday starting center fielder. I just feel like he's just not to me, and I maybe I'm wrong. No, I think you're right, and you know I, I think if if we see unless Carlos Gomez or left fielder rather, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm picturing him in center fielder. No, no, no. In Carlos Gomez, if if he does not start to figure his crap out, I don't know that they'll deal him. They might deal him at the trading deadline because you might as well get something for him now than let him walk in free agency at the end of the season, but. I mean, I don't. I have not. We and this. It feels weird saying this seven days after recording our last episode. Where we we're like, Carlos Gomez is the best. I love Carlos Gomez, but he had a really rough week, and I feel like, like he his helmet falls off in the shower. Like I like. Well, that that's a hundred percent a fact. It does. He wears it every day and everywhere. Falls off his Vespa when he's riding around. <laughs> that's right. Turns to, his head to Chipotle or whatever he's doing. <laughs> um, but you know. It, He's he's hitting 190, so I mean, I, I, he's not producing like he's supposed to be, but he's right around 200. Where who else is around that? Well, I'm talking about Castro, your boy, your boy, Jason Castro. Oh, I hate him so much. <laughs> so no, I'm not saying 190 is good. It's terrible, but I'm trying to look up his runs here. Let's see here. No RBIs. I think is the is the big thing. I think that's right. No no home runs. Yeah. So he has, yeah. Obviously, I'm stupid. He scored two runs. Is yeah, he's eight for forty-two. Um, he does have three doubles. He's only walked once, so he is what? not being productive at all. And one of those doubles was when he made the ill-advised attempt to take third base and got thrown out. We talked right. about that last week. So right. So that double kind of has an asterisk on it. And he's he's also hitting the four double plays, which leads, which is leading on the team. So great. Fantastic. So yeah, I'm not giving up on him though. I, I still think he's a a good ball player, and and he's streaky enough that that we could be talking next week about how he's hitting 280. Like he could just go off this week. Yeah, but I'm at the point to where I will be honest. If he's just lost it, then he's lost it, and I will gladly say I was wrong. He's but still fun to watch. I just people are still overreacting, and and I'm doing it with Castro. Well, no, I'm not. He, Castro's never been good. He was really good in 2013. Oh yeah, he had. Th- that's what. He, that's how he's tricked everybody. That was the year he 
did his witch spell on everybody. <laughs> yeah. And everybody seems to just remember that, like, oh, he's got it in him. No, he does not. But that's another thing. We can... That. Scouts, I, I will say this, uh, scouts love him. Scouts can die in a trash fire. <laughs> scouts are wrong, all of them. All scouts are incorrect. I, can, I, have, um, I don't know why I hate him. He's just... Yes, that, he calls a great game. He that does. that Stanford bias? He's not... He's just not as that good defensively. I think the and basically what I think, or he's not as good as people think he is. I, he is very good defensively. That's his thing. But he is not as great as as people use as a scapegoat or an excuse for him. Like, but, oh, but he does this. No, he really doesn't. Maybe he's good at limericks, and he's just a he's good at things that that we could never see, and because they're in the presence of of teammates only, and he's the life of the party. He's got he's got nudes of AJ Hinch or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> They're both Stanford guys, so maybe that's what it is. But then he does have nudes. Um, <laughs> that's that has nothing to do with either of those things. Um, okay, moving on from the guy I hate a lot. All right, so let's 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 go. Let's rewind a little bit. And the the next thing I want to I want to talk about is George Springer. We talked about how he's putting it together. He's done. He's played very well the last the last few games. But what about the lights? Like, what do you think? How did you, now that we've had a few days to sort of let it sit and let the story kind of die out, let's bring it up and overreact again. Like, how do you feel, how do you feel about the the situation where Springer lost the ball in the lights and then blamed losing the game on the lights? And tell me, I feel like I'm like that, that reporter that's mailing it in is like, talk about. (laughs) Let me hear your thoughts on, I think the lights are bad. Number one, I think they're very bright. Um, and the way the stadium the set up, well, they're low. So when you're playing where he positions himself and in, in right field, it's those lights are right there. So those low line drives and those kind of dying pops, mm-hmm. they fall right into that that eye level thing. And I think it's completely his fault for not adjusting and figuring it out, but. I think that's something that they should have, uh, you know, worked through. And maybe that's kind of an annoying thing about spring training where you go off to play for a month in Florida outside and then you get back to brand new bright LED lights that it's dramatically brighter in there. It's, I mean, it really is. It's something that you need to adjust to, but... It is what it is. Nobody else seems to be having a problem. Yeah. And that's not to say that somebody else won't. You know, they just have to get hit in the same kind of place that, that he did. And it's it's interesting. And, and, I mean, presumably, it's not like, I don't think the LED lights were, like, a surprise to anybody. Like, like the Astros were gone to spring training and someone, like, they're, a guy broke in and changed all the lights out. Or a, a guy thought he, an electrician <laughs> thought, thought he was being helpful and... <laughs> change the bulbs and everyone's like holy crap this is like a playing in a tanning bed but like, that's something but yeah i know but that's something that you would you would dismiss it being a professional as like whatever lights oh yeah i know what lights are i play at night right you I know play. so and you would maybe not think about it as much and completely dismiss it um i, I is it seattle that that did it as well I, i'd be interested to see do some research and see if there's been any problems with with Seattle because I think they did the super bright lights as well. It's trying to save a buck on that electricity bill. 
screwed things up. So uh, budgets. That's right. <laughs> Jim Crane at it again, but, trying to but save it, a buck. But he was, cl- I mean, and it it was not him making excuses. He was visibly uncomfortable, even on plays that he made. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times he you know he'd make the catch, but he would turn and look you know turn to Gomez and just shake his head and, and you know just been like ugh. Like, he clearly could not see at some time. And the one that they ruled a hit, he definitely didn't see the way he... I don't know what the deal was with that, with the ruling on that. Did you ever get any clarification on that? Uh, they, I think they called it a hit. They, they yeah, that's just kind of strange. But he couldn't see it, and it was obvious he couldn't. I think this goes back to the superiority of the Kansas City Royals for intentionally hitting the ball on yep. a rope right at George Springer. Those Probably Hosmer. Team full of... Ted Williams reincarnated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hit it bloops exactly right into the lights. Yeah, that's very Kansas City Royal baseball. It's typical Royals. So I'd like to watch that going forward. Um it's clearly gonna get fixed one way or the other. Either either they're gonna they're gonna tone it down a little bit, and I don't know that they I think if they had like they if can they, they? If they had the lights like on a dimmer switch, on a dimmer, and just ter- and turn on like '60s porn music or '70s like funk, just get get a nice little it's just ambiance a and Minute Maid Park, the sexiest park in the league. I I would totally baby the, replace the grass with some shag carpet. Uh-huh. I I would be very much in favor of this. This needs to happen. I mean, there surely there's some pro, like promo night where they can just call it porn night. Turn and the turn the train into an old. El Dorado. <laughs> That's right. Or an El Camino with a couch in the back. And, and <laughs> some some string Christmas lights kind of uh, on the inside of the You know train. what? We got, yeah, let's let's do this. It has let's, to happen. Let's just, yeah, let's just embrace it, help Springer out, get the ambiance, get get the sexy back in, uh, in Minute Maid Park. I think it would help us all out. And the blue blocker shades he's going to have to wear would really fit in with this. With yeah. This what, what about just a couple of the eye black stickers? things that those little decal things i mean i feel like for a glare that would help there, there's obviously and, and nobody something. would care if he wore those why not right and even if he did just go full out like state trooper and wore just the aviator shades in the outfield so what like he's doing what he has to do we could we could get past that and yeah nfl players use their visors in the middle of the day who care it, i mean i guess the days but at night is what i meant who cares yeah so just fix it yeah. Springer, just fix it. Like you're one of the best outfielders in the league when you're productive, but this is doing nobody any good and you look stupid out there. So please right. fix it. This is I know you listen to this, so Exactly. Take my words and run with it. Exactly. Exactly. So um next up, okay, there was it, it was easy to feel outraged uh given the the series against the Royals. Yes. The the timing was just poor, and and Astros Twitter being being Astros <laughs> Twitter, so so Vince so volatile. That's right, so volatile. Just I mean a a walking Adderall uh, <laughs> prescription. So Vince Velasquez picked a, a pretty Uh-oh. a pretty poor time to to strike out sixteen batters and allow three hits against the and granted it's the Padres so. I feel like we can talk about the Padres like people used to talk about the Astros. Like it doesn't. Really I, they're worse than that. They're just yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess we were the worst of worst. I try to block. I really block that out. I yeah. It was those were some dark. There were players that I don't even. That, you could tell me that someone played on the on the 2000 
13 Astros and be like, what, really? I don't remember that at all. Uh, yeah, and I had Comcast, so I was lucky enough to be one of the few that could actually watch them. So not only were they the worst, but most people couldn't even watch them. Yeah, which was maybe strategic. Maybe that was for the best. It's easier it look, for people it look, to come It looks back. cool now. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so yeah, so coming into the Detroit series. Okay, so, so Velasquez strikes out 16 batters. He yeah. has thrown 15 innings, and I'm just trying to, I, I remember, I don't know why I remember this, but but I do. He's thrown 15 innings this season. He's allowed, it's something, he, he's struck out 25 batters in 15 innings. He's walked three, he's allowed like six hits, no earned runs. And and everyone's like, oh, we, we, lost the, we lost the Giles trade. Oh my God, people are idiots, number one. So let's let's talk about that, because, all right, first of all, I just lost my first of all, but but I, I did that a second a little earlier, and I yeah, I just just embrace it. Yeah, cool. embrace it. Cool. Uh, I'm not even going to edit that out. That can just stay. That's, no, we don't edit. That's identity. We don't, we don't edit round here. That's that's our brand. We got to promote the hashtag brand. The okay, so the, there's no way you can judge the Ken Giles trade now, right? No, not even not even close. Um, and that's that is one of the most annoying aspects of sports Twitter and social media is literally pitch by pitch overreactions. <laughs> yes. And it's fun sometimes and then it's fun to, to push people's buttons and it's fun to play devil's advocate and it's fun to say you've been on the better side of deals like that. But come on. I mean really, uh Giles has filthy stuff as he showed today. Um, that was what we needed. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, you liked Velasquez's stuff. I loved Velasquez's stuff. We all can admit that he had potential to be great. I don't think, you know, I, I think that was just one of those, you can't just send crappy players and get good players. You have to trade good people sometimes. That's right. There's no forced trade option, like it's Madden or something. Exactly. So it's not like, oh, oh, you gave him up. I, I hate that. I just hate that reaction and it, it seems to be a, a popular one um yeah it's tough to see that but what you and i talked about was that you know maybe there's something with his arm and he's overthrowing and that he'll he's he's pitching great right now and he'll burn out or th- they knew something that there was something strategic to it because they're not just gonna they aren't gonna give away seemingly super future superstar players if that's where they if that's where they projected them and they can figure out to keep it so there's something to it or he was just is what he is and he came out and he has electric stuff he had days like that for us and then he'd come out the next game and pitch a third of an inning yeah so let's just wait and see what he does and before we freak out well i think that the the entire structure of the trade made this a possibility i mean you look at where the phillies were going to demand based on where they are in their franchise and where they are in their rebuilding process. They were they they knew what they had in Ken Giles and they had a right. young, pretty freaking like the the lowest ERA for any pitcher who's thrown a hundred innings in baseball history. Yep, for, under team control for four or five more years that that they were going to demand a massive package and and I really think that. The, the the Phillies came in and were like, look, this is going to cost you an arm and a leg. 
And Luno and, and company were like, well, yeah, yeah, it is. And, and I, I, you know, I think if they, the Velasquez was a little more expendable because of McCullers proven track record at that point, uh, in, in the season. And, and just the fact that you're of what they gave up, you know, and, and Mark Appel may not do anything, but, but both sides got what they needed. The Astros needed a player like Ken Giles and the Phillies needed a lot of, of decent to pretty good players in return for Ken Giles. And so crap like this is going to happen. Yeah, for sure. And and I think that this is another example of kind of another perfect storm thing where you have McCullers shoulder problems. He hasn't pitched yet. So you haven't seen him. He's down, which is, and he's the guy that, is supposed to be up, you know. So with Velasquez gone, you have him down. Giles was had just not had a good start to the season. Yeah, it just looked it, it looks bad at first, but I mean, it just it's the first two weeks of the season. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, and and I, you know, just the when you when you trade that many players and and prospects away in exchange for one player, and and I think I think what it is is it. it that it's a reflection on how people perceive Jeff Luno. And, and I don't think in some ways I think that's, that's fair in some ways. I I don't think that's fair, but it's kind of like what, what you just said. like, you're not going to be able to trade Chris Carter to Philadelphia in exchange right. for Ken Giles. Like you have to give up something because the, the Phillies, they, they could very well be contending before Giles, if, if they'd held on to him, like they, they didn't necessarily sure. have to deal him. They did it and got a big haul in return. And it looks like it's working out pretty well for him. So, and, it, and yeah. it, it, it's, it could be one of those things where it's just, everybody's going to, the, the down the road, we'll look back and say, everybody got what they needed out of that deal. Well, yeah. And, and when you're, when you're a perceived contending team, those are the deals that you make to fill in important holes in your on, on your roster. So I view that as Luno going out and getting something that was an absolute necessity. And when you have a full farm system, like we do, you're going to have to give up. That's what people are going to come after when you have, when they know that they have something that you need. And that's just what that deal was. I, he addressed an issue and he went out and got one of the best and Giles will prove himself I have no doubt in my mind that Giles is going. This is going to be an afterthought in a in a few weeks, and you just saw today, like I said, how disgusting that that slider is, and he's got absolutely filthy stuff. And I'm I was impressed with because I did watch the game today because it's raining and I couldn't go outside. Um, <laughs> I I was impressed, you know, with the with the way that the the defense sort of gave the Tigers a couple of extra chances. Given the way that Giles had started the season, I was sort of waiting for waiting for it to implode, and yes. he, he hung in there and got the job done. And that's two appearances in a row where he hasn't allowed a run. Which I don't know that we could have. Not that we did. Not that I didn't think he'd be able to put it together. But I'm what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it. I would have. If if that game had gotten away because of some defensive miscues while Giles was struggling or had struggled to that point in the season on the mound, it, I would have understood it. 
You know, that, that he's trying to put something together. He gets the, the types of balls that he needs, and, and the defense lets him down. Right, yeah. It's set up to be one of those things with the, with the play at first. And, uh, or third, where was it? Third, third, third yeah. no Sorry, I see, I, I don't have it together. My mind is gone. Um, yeah, that's set up like one of those, oh, here we go. And then he made the pitches to get out of that inning. But I think everybody was on pins and needles after that error. I was like, oh, there's two outs. He got the pitch needed. And blah. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Valbuena's a guy that, that I, I, I don't predict he is long for this roster. He is not. I, th- I think he's, he's done for. As soon as they, they get it all figured out what, what they want to do. Um, I mean, he started off last year super hot and, and hit all those home runs, but he did next to nothing. Yes. I mean, yeah, so he hasn't been productive, in my opinion, in a long time. And he was one of those guys that would hit the ball right at people. Yep. And you and I were talking about, kind of before we hit record, um, the Astros' tendency over the last few games to hit the ball to the deepest part of the field. Yes. How do you fix that? Because we're talking about, like, fractions of a second in timing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Cause I, and, and I even said this to you when we before, – you know, we were just discussing it casually. It's it's hard for me to nitpick at this because it's hitting major league pitching, and it's like, oh, why can't they just not hit it here? But there's <laughs> something to be said for hitting to the advantageous parts of your ballpark and the way the lineup is designed around it. There has been way too many deep flyouts to center field that, if a fraction of a second, they're turned on and they're hit for bombs into that into the you know, the gaps yeah, or double, even doubles even. But I mean, 405 foot flyouts are doing nobody any good. And there have, there's been way too many of them. And I, I'll try to get, I won't try. I will. I'll get the exact number for, for next week. I meant, I tried to get it before the show and I, I failed miserably because I was under the gun. Yeah. But there definitely have been a lot. And I don't know if you guys listening have noticed that, but Everybody's doing it. Uh, Correa a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know how you fix that, other than it, whether that's something that. And yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not trying to hit it there, but I, I think that that's something that can that can be fixed and adjusted and and coached. Or you know, the, I don't know if it's scouting reports or whatever it is, but I mean, they're hitting the ball hard on the nose to straight center field. Yeah. Or that's something that just that just randomness is going bad, to take. Yeah, just bad luck, and it just happened to pile up in, in this week. I mean, that could very well be the case. So that's kind of what we have to deal with here doing a weekly show. We have to nitpick at stuff that may or may not be of any, <laughs> of any importance or something that can be fixed or addressed that we just can bitch about it and some you know stuff we've noticed. I love that. That's, that's the, fun, the most fun part. Hey, we have, to, we have content that we got to fill, so if something happens, we have to address it, whether well, it's important. We have a sponsor now. We're sort of <laughs> yeah, Exactly. We, no. have to, we have to provide you with information that you also see. That's right. And, and so t- Tyler White on uh, – was that, that was, was that the Friday game? No, that was, the, that, was the, the, that was last night's game where the ball went through the webbing. It broke the webbing of his glove. It was an <laughs> yeah. ab- absolute smoker from, from, right. from everyone's favorite bad luck third baseman, Luis Valbuena. Do you think that was 
whose fault is that? Is that Bud Selig's fault? Or is that the devil collecting on the first week of the season that he gave Tyler White? I'm going to say that is the absolute devil collecting. Um, it's got to be the devil. It has to be. Or just sometimes Wilson makes a faulty baseball glove. Yeah. Or I, Rawlings. Well, I don't know. Probably Rawlings would be my – I don't know what whose glove he used. Or Nike. Hell, there's so many players in the game now. Or Mizuna. I don't know. There's too many gloves now. We need to get back to we we need to get back to the old time because that wouldn't have happened to Lou Gehrig. Like he would have broke his damn fingers, but he would that that ball is not getting because I don't think yeah that, no he yeah he would have caught it with his hat or done something. He tied. I think Lou Gehrig actually like just just stapled a an oven mitt to his to his hand, and but I think sad, that's how. sadly that is how he got that disease though. That's true. It used to just be the staple disease, and now. Now, yeah, sadly. you get that now. Yeah, so so be careful out there, guys. Is it too soon for Lou Gehrig jokes? That was a terrible joke. No, I just realized how bad of a joke that was. <laughs> I, my apologies. That, that, this is what I bring to the table. That's really in my wheelhouse. <laughs> See how seamlessly I just fit that in there without even, yeah. Without, without a I second think, I think it is somehow too soon for Lou Gehrig jokes. Only, only because of the speech. If he didn't give that speech, it's fair game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's all the speech. It's all about speeches. You gotta, you gotta have a good. You gotta have stage presence. So, yeah, that was an incredible speech. Lou um, that so yeah, so that was the devil. Definitely the devil's fault. So I'm trying to think, I had a point that I wanted to bring up, and I don't know if it ties in to what we're talking about because I don't, I don't listen to the show while I'm doing it. So right, it's hard for me to to know. Oh yeah, I remember what it was. Um, with Altuve and White both leading the team in home runs, I, from an optimistic point of view, I wanted to just state that that's got to make us feel good. Yes. That if those two guys are leading the club right now and it's not Correa and it's not Rasmus and it's not Springer, that when they start producing, we're going to be back to that you know, superpower club that we're designed to be. So I think that's it, it sucks in the short term, but once it all balances out, it's going to end up being real nice. Yeah, and I th- we, I remember this from from last year that Marisnik had an incredible April, and then everything no, went to every, nothing else. Yeah, everything went to hell after that. But except his looks, if you know what I mean, <laughs> wink, wink, wink. I, his dreamy eyes. God, he's so hot. Everyone knows. Everyone's jealous. I know Grace is doing her her hashtag swoon. That's right. That's right. She she is in a puddle right now. Uh, okay. She, okay. I didn't mean it like that. Oh, oh crap! That was bad, Grace. Let's I didn't move, mean it. Let's, I didn't. let's move on. Can yeah. you edit that? Can you edit that? No, I'm leaving that. Um, but hey, on that line, uh, along those same lines, I have to give a shout out to D, who snagged me one of the trucker hats, and she's going to give it to me. Oh, nice! And I, they may, be, they look terrible, and those idiots were dabbing in the in the booth. Yeah, but I feel like trucker hats are right on. They're they're on my brand. So. Uh, <laughs> So she snagged one for me, so I told her I'd give her a shout out. So thanks, D. I feel I feel like like every promotion. Like, I don't know why, but I feel like entitled that someone should just get it for me. And then I start to think like, how would it like if someone had asked me like, hey, if if I had asked if I was in the position where I was going to the game and some guy like three hours <laughs> away was like, hey, can you pick something up for me? Like I don't know, I'd be like, why don't you drive drive here like everybody no, I else? No, I'm, and I'm in the city too. Yeah, I know. I. I never asked for anything either, and I and I asked half kidding, 
Like, I really didn't expect it. And she was like, oh, I have an extra one. I was like, oh, my God, I really want – now I really want it. Yeah. I the, But I've the, never done that before. I did it earlier, too. I was just like, hey, if anybody wants to take me to the game, I'll, I'll let you be a guest <laughs> on the show, which was a lie. I really wouldn't. But <laughs> – and I probably wouldn't have agreed to go with some weirdo that follows me on Twitter. Yeah. Sorry to anybody that follows the Lima Time Time account. I, <laughs> my bad. Didn't mean but, it. Yeah. So I'm weird about that too, but it got me a hat. All right. Back to real content before we have to close out. Sorry about that. I I you have know, no I, concentration tonight. I, I sort of, just as full disclosure, I asked basically for someone to give me like two of the Astrodome seats. I don't want to pay for them. I just want to be given. I just want them to be given to me. Did you get them? No. I don't remember who it was. Somebody had a really badass setup in their place. And it was like a man cave type room. And they had like four like mounted on the wall. And there's some like gear. I was just like, that looks so cool. That's what I want to do, yeah. Oh, and I'm not like, I'm not usually into that like super sports room. But like that was just like, ah. I have you got you got the dome seats like I support this with all of my heart. Yeah, we we bought a house uh, last last, last summer. Well, it was it, there was there was a lot of factors that went into us. It, it was haunted. <laughs> Maybe oh, actually. Okay. All right, um, sorry. Go ahead. No, but uh, I have a room that that my wife has basically let me turn into my own like Astros chilies. Like I just have crap. Astros chilies. I have a I have just crap on the wall. <laughs> I've got. Astro stuff and yeah, so that's where that's where these seats were going to go. And if someone still wants to just, I know if you are have, they out there? Like, are there? Like, I know that there was that big one day where you have to come and and get them and pay for them. Well, that's the thing. See, like, I, like if someone that are means, they on eBay? I'm looking at I'm looking it up. What right now? Maybe, but basically, what I'm asking someone to do is be like, hey, you know those things that that you found so valuable that you were willing to give like four hundred dollars. Yeah. You paid four hundred dollars for these. If you want to give those to me, that'd be great. Now, yeah, I you don't like, want to pay anything. You are, yeah, you teach our youth. You deserve deserve a couple seats. Uh, how pissed? While you look at, at on eBay to see if those Astrodome seats are on there, um, uh, there's a pair for one hundred and eighty. That's not terrible. That's not. There's sixteen people watching it. Free shipping. Man. Uh, and then there's some badass ones that are seven hundred and fifty. Some people are. Get me to chill. What? How? What? Yeah. Seat okay. Is... Anyway, you can. All right, we can do our show. But yeah, you can. You can. There's. There's some seats on here if you if you really need some. If you... Interesting. Speaking of speaking of empty seats, how, <laughs> how do you feel nice about segue? How do you, that's, yeah, that's professional work. Everybody, give him a round of applause for that. Gotcha. Uh, how do you feel about attendance? Uh, it's so Houston. I feel like, I feel like that Houston has basically built in any number of excuses for why attendance is low and it's a school night or it's foot or it's football or it's hot or we're just the worst. I feel like the Um, light rail runs people over on the reg. Like I don't, I don't know. I look, it's, it's embarrassing. It's a, it's hell to try to get there downtown at at seven and park and also they've just as a sidebar um they have they're starting to up the stadium parking and the in those lots around there's they're exploiting yeah people after a, after a good season which i'm not too thrilled with but it's a yes it is a nightmare to get there for people who live far away but i there is no excuse for 
the opening series after after the the first game with the defending World Series champions that you had beat in a great little playoff series with the team with all this promise. I don't care about the first week. That was embarrassing to come out that Tuesday night with 24,000 people. Yeah. Like, you have to be fucking kidding me. There's my first F-bomb. <laughs> We're going to ring a bell when it happens. And, and also, this is hypocritical of me because I couldn't make it out there for different reasons. So I, I feel kind of bad calling other people out when I didn't make it out there. But mm. what the fuck? You know, it's, it, it is hard to get. Like, my dad lives it in— It is, but th- that low— for that early on, you're supposed to get gratuitous fans for the first couple of weeks. Four and it, the weekend was a little bit better, but it's still I, – I, I had the numbers pulled up a second ago. But I just think for what that was and, – and, and not everybody's super fans like we are though. So not everybody knows you know, what the implications of that or what the historical value or what that means – but I feel like there should be those not the that's when the novelty people are supposed to be there and you know your idiot general manager at work <laughs> was like I'm going to the game and he has no idea who's even on the fucking team. Right. Um but the, it, it just seemed like that didn't happen that nobody cared and that's just that's always been Houston. It's just so annoying. And I, I it's you know there was there was a game that I went to. We came down. And my dad lives in Sugarland, and so my wife and I went to. We went down to see him and brought our daughter so they could babysit. And, uh, and so we went to the we went to a game. We left Sugarland at like four thirty in the afternoon and barely made it for first pitch at seven o'clock. But still, oh yeah, you can't. It's not easy, but that doesn't. You still show up though. But you don't need, and it, you don't need everybody to go to the game. It's just out. You just need like thirty thousand people out of a city of four million. I mean, and it's more a lot more than that when you talk Greater Houston, which are people coming in. Yeah, I mean, we're talking probably six. Um, so, so get your crap together, Houston. Okay, so yeah, look, we were on par with. We were worse than Milwaukee, number one. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Okay, so here we go. So Monday, sellout, great environment, amazing game. Astros are on top of the world, Mm -hmm. 43,332. I even gave them more credit. There were 21,027 people listed at that Tuesday night game. That's ridiculous. That's a fucking joke. And then it went up to 24 on Wednesday for Dollar Hot Dog Night. Okay. So 3,000 more people for Dollar Hot Dog Night. I feel like it's worth a little bit more than that. <laughs> and then back down to 21,000 on a Thursday night for Fister and Davis. That's and, and then we're in the 30s this weekend, which is fine. I'm fine with that. That's where for, it should be. That's where it should be. It needs game. to be 30 right at I, – I, I want it to be at 30 – Minimum during the week and then fluctuate up for big series pitching matchups, uh, promotions, and weekends. Yeah. Like I'd like to see 35-plus on, on weekend series with a decent team in town. But that's – get your shit together, people. Go to a game. Go to, like, like it's so hard to go to a baseball game. It's not. It is affordable. You can find seats. You can find tickets. You can move down and sit in cool seats. You can break the rules. Um, like, go, go do it. Like, seriously. Quit being a titty baby. Quit go to a, a little, game. Quit being a little bitch. That's right. 
come out for pimp night with the the, the ambient light, the ambient lighting, and the shag carpet. <laughs> speaking of speaking of 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 little bitches, of, yeah. Let's talk about Club Cub. <laughs> I love how I kept it really clean, and then just at this last right, right when we hit like the hour mark, I'm like, nope, we're gonna. People were excited after last episode. They were they were that was like what they liked about last episode. So I feel like I have to give the people what they want, and there's no reason not to. And, but also try not to get you fired at the same time. I don't think I don't think I could get. They can't fired. if you if you're not, if you're not saying it, they can't do anything. Yeah, and I'll I'll make a petition. I will fight for you. We'll do a GoFundMe. It worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just to pay your salary. That's right. Um, Club Cub. How do you? So, so the Cubs the Cubs come out with their. Oh, you should not have. Yes, we have to keep the rage. Uh, I, you didn't even bring that up in our. Like pre-production meeting, so like no. you did this on purpose, so I would react like this. Oh, I'm so pissed. Exactly. Okay, go ahead with the intro, and I'm gonna stretch. So, so the club, uh, the the clubs, the the Cubs, the Cubes, they have this brand new room where they have a smoke machine or a fog machine and some lights where they go dance after uh, after they win a game. And the media is all up on their nuts about how fun that is. Ah. How much do you hate the Cubs? I hate it so much. And I don't hate the fact that they're doing that and having fun, but I hate that they like – I feel like they're behind branding it. Like they were like, yeah, it's called Club Cub. And like it wasn't immediate – like the media ran with it. But like that's just that's just biting. That's just straight thievery. It's, it, is a, it is a ripoff, yes. And that – like that was our identity. Like that was we were the fun team, Club Astro after every victory. And then we got to see some of it after the wild card win and it's literally the best thing ever. Yes. And one of the big reasons that I fell in love with with this particular team. Like they were just not I already love the Astros and even if they're terrible I'm going to love them, but like one of my favorite group of guys out of any of the different leagues any sport like these guys are the best uh-huh. and that's their identity and these assholes in chicago i already hate them yeah and now they're doing this and i, I feel like it's fake like they're not even like having fun <laughs> they go and it's just like dixie cups of 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 like vermouth that's all oh uh, but uh, yeah I, I can't even uh, May hopefully we just get to uh, punish them in the World Series because it looks like they're going to be there because they're they're fucking good. They're good. They're good. I I went. and they're young and they're they're going to be a four. They're like they are the National League Astros except they're they're like playing up to their potential at this point. <laughs> they're doing what they're supposed to. do. I think they're number one in the power rankings as far as I'm that I've seen. Not but, that that means anything at this point. Well, but, it's a it's a show of respect. I think the but power you know. Rankings. Uh, speaking of power rankings, real quick, fuck the Cubs in their dumb room. Um, <laughs> the 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 Rangers who we're going to be playing are on it. The Yankees are high on it, and this is like the top seven or so. Uh, Royals um, and Detroit. So we kind of play. We've played a tough schedule to it's- start, and I think that just needs to be thrown out there for some the, a little more of that silver lining aspect of it. Yeah. We should be better, and we should have a little bit better record. But this was not a an easy start to the season. No, it's not. It's not a cakewalk, and, and it's not going to get much easier looking at the schedule going forward either. 
but yeah, that that's true. And and at some point, you know, if you if you want to make it to the World Series, you're going to have to start beating teams like the Yankees and and the Royals, and you damn well better beat the Brewers. But but it's not. It, 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 you're right. It hasn't. It, it's a it's a rough time to have a sort of a rough offensive start. But you can look, and it's it's not like you know it was a four game sweep at the hands of the Marlins or the Braves no, or exactly they're, they're good teams that they just, those teams had their crap together a little bit more than the Astros did. So, and that, that I think that's worth, that's certainly worth mentioning. Well, and I think, and you know, again, take this for what it's worth because like, like we said a million times, it's two weeks into the season. So this sample size is barely a sample size. I, I think it just barely makes it, to being called a sample size, you know, right. for a couple of weeks, I think you get a little bit of an idea of something, but it's still not indicative of the entire season. But the the AL West is kind of setting up to be a division that we're all just going to beat up on each other. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's going to be a grind. We're all around the same. I, I think Texas is leading it at seven and six or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's all, all in a row down to us, and we're I think we're two and a half out. Yeah, it's two. We're two and two and a half games back, uh, and it's all just six and you know five and seven, six and seven, blah blah blah, seven and seven. What I don't know. I'm just we're all in a group already, and I feel like that's going to be the mo of the division. That's my prediction, at least. But I, I also think, and and we saw that there's no. I mean, there there is a a certain number of games back that you would be where you can sort of write off the season. But already being two and a half back of of the Rangers, this is a pretty important series going into I, Arlington. I think so too. And not that you I mean, you can make up five games in. It's a it's a tone setting, message sending type important yes. series. Just as an aside, I had some some colleagues uh, that went to Arlington last night for the Rangers Orioles game, and they were talking about it on Friday. And I was like, "Wait, y'all are going to a baseball game? Wh- why? Why?" And like, these are like like legitimately like decent friends. I was like, Where, yeah. "Where's my Where's my invitation?" They're like, "Whatever, dude. You're gonna you're either gonna show up to a game in Arlington wearing all your Astros crap, or you're gonna cheer for the Orioles, and we don't." We don't want to deal with that, and I, <laughs> and I thought that's actually a pretty valid point. Like I can, I can totally go along with that. Respect, yeah, because uh, there's nothing more fun than going into somebody else's ballpark and rooting against them. That's one of my favorite, and I'm not even a troll type person, but that is one of my favorite things to do. I would have best, it, it's especially for the idiot Rangers. I would have broken a, a rule, uh, and I, I might have considered buying a different team's gear if if i had gone i would i might have bought an Orioles shirt I've, d- I've done that before i've definitely done that before do you have other teams yeah apparel oh yeah i i used well i used to i used to be super into hats to where i just i liked having different hats to wear yeah without thinking of any repercussions of the team and stuff but i i don't i don't really i don't wear any other team gear See, anymore I I used to work at the Baseball Hall of Fame, and that's really badass. It was pretty cool. We would go, and if if we were in a city for work where there was a game going on, we could get tickets, and and I'd always like I I, I could never bring my like I want like in 2006 I went to the All Star. I didn't go to the All Star game, but I went to like the festivities, and I bought like a a Pittsburgh 2006 All Star game 
Like, that's sure. Cool. No, that's cool. But, that's but, something you do, I, I think. So. That's, I don't know. I've just never, like, I went to a Twins game for work, and I went to, like, a Marlins game, and, and I went to an Angels game, and I could never just, I never could bring myself to buy, like, I always stuck, I don't know, if I don't know, maybe that was short-sighted, and maybe, like, I should regret that a little bit more, but I never bought, like, a different team. I, I just have a hard time buying a different team's gear. Yeah, yeah, you're, but yeah, you're you're a true fan. And like and like I said, when I did buy those hats, it was just like, just to have a different hat to throw on. It had yeah. nothing to do. People would be like, "Oh, you're a," you know, I'd be a random Blue Jays hat just because it was cool, and I'd be like, "No, I don't care." And do then I look like an asshole, <laughs> and I'm just like, "No, it's just a hat." Like I don't. It's not a and statement. Then, and then as I as I got a little bit older, I just realized like, ah, you kind of don't do that. So I have them in a box somewhere. It's cool to have them. Yeah, yeah. Do. Where do you draw? Like, so I have a ton of different Astros shirts, but I'm I'm trying to lead you into into getting pissed off a little bit more. Oh God, you're doing it again. Okay, <laughs> I'm 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 leading you there. Um, what about like buying like a green Astros shirt or? Okay, or, well, okay, you made a mistake by with the green because the St. Patrick's Day stuff's okay. Okay, all right. All like right. so, like that's like that's the one color that you can. That's not the Astros colors that you can wear because they legitimately wear green gear on St. Patty's Day and in, in spring training. Um, what about a, like a yellow Astros jersey? Like, are you a local rapper? <laughs> if you're not a local rapper, then no. And and the reason <laughs> we're bringing this up because I, I I and I did pose this question on Twitter um, earlier in the week. Um, one of my good buddies was going to the home opener and he got a one of the fashion jerseys and it's just like every other jersey and it's actually it in all honesty it's a pretty cool jersey but it's black with orange lettering and like gray kind of undertones so it looks like a San Francisco Giants jersey yeah so part of my problem was that and and he's a super loyal sports fan, Astros fan. So the fact that it was an orange out and that he was going to wear that, that kind of pissed me off. Because I feel like if you are in the know and you're supportive, like you don't you don't do that. Yeah. Like don't be the dickhead in good seats sitting there in a black jersey. But then I just got to thinking, like I hate anybody that wears a team's gear that's not the colors. And I guess that's stupid. And when I did put the question on Twitter, I got mixed reviews. Some people thought it is punishable by death like like I do. Mm-hmm. And some people didn't care. I, I feel like there's, there's some underlying psychology to how you respond to that question. It, like- it doesn't yeah, – right. It, it doesn't matter. But like I know like for instance lids, you can go by any other – team's color combo in an Astros hat. I could go get an A's, green and yellow, with a Stros logo. I can go get, you know, and I, and people do that. And I get it, like I said, if you're a local rapper, or you're super into, like, all your gear matching, but it just doesn't make sense to me. It's it's just weird to me. It's something and maybe they- I'm not as mad as I should be, because I'm realizing it's really stupid and petty. No, but I don't like that. it. And I also do not like people who wear other local teams' gear to a game. Like, don't wear your Arian Foster jersey 
to an Astros game. Yeah. Like, they think that, oh, it's a Houston sports thing. I don't have this team's gear, so I'm just going to throw on my Dynamo gear. And, <laughs> like, it's the same city, right? Like, yeah. what the fuck are you guys doing? Look at look at what a good Houstonian I am, wearing wearing a J.J. Watt jersey to an Astros Yeah, and, and there's a lot of them. And I feel like that's counterproductive and just weird and dumb and... We need to. We need to see it. We need to have a sit down with the fans of this city and uh, Astros yeah. in particular about attendance, about dress code. Yes, we're gonna have like we really need to talk. And, and we could have Wolf Blitzer do it. You know, we could we could be on the panel, but Wolf could Wolf could moderate. It, yeah, but Wolf is gonna he's gonna be biased. He's gonna pick who he likes, and he's gonna he's just gonna narrate and do it that way. <laughs> Maybe Anderson Cooper would be better. Maybe Fox News would be better. I don't know. I don't know what we'd be going for. If we're going yeah, for a fight, then yeah, maybe. I don't think we need any of them, honestly. Let's just do we, it. Uh, let's just, we can handle it, I think. We're going to set the Astros town hall meeting. We should actually do this. We should. <laughs> I, would abs- I would absolutely do it. One one weekend this summer, I'll, I can come down and we can have like, you know a, what? Uh, a we can, uh, can kind of do a, a live show at, uh, at Nick's place over on Westheimer. Um, I've done some radio and then some other podcast shows there, and they have great food, lots of TVs and beers. Maybe we should set that up and do get all of our listeners and friends and have a party, maybe for a a certain number of episodes or for a big series or something. I don't know, but I, I think we should absolutely do that. That'd be fun. They have a whole section off stage area with the necessary equipment. So it's set up perfectly for us to uh, for us to do it. So uh, I think we should absolutely consider doing that. This is a really good idea. We've already planned a trip to Corpus Christi too. To uh, not that we've actually planned the trip, but we've talked about going and scouting on the minor league. We're, we're professionals here. We have sponsors. That's right. One Re- of us curses a lot. Research and gets mad about other stuff. But we actually put effort into this, guys. And. I do want to – I know we're running long again, but I, I do want to thank everybody who has shared the the podcast link, the iTunes link, um, or even just said awesome words. We get so many tweets uh, of saying people – of people just saying that you like the podcast and and telling your friends and stuff. And I just want to say that's really awesome, especially – two weeks in yeah like we didn't had no idea that you guys were gonna take to it and we're super proud of that and we really appreciate it yeah we may we may seem like assholes but we are really loving heartfelt dudes very appreciative with yeah with many feelings lots uh, of them and yeah and i'd be lying if i said i didn't check um to see <laughs> if, if there are any new reviews or new ratings on itunes so if you're yeah and you, and you text me when there's like a new country that listens like yeah man north korea they love us <laughs> I'm like, are you sure they were, yeah big in north korea somehow i don't right. know that's right we're breaking down the walls of communism with, I, and with i think show. that they're just rangers fans spying oh yeah that's probably why north korea is listening but and this probably got us flagged by the NSA as well, but it was a matter. You know of time. what? Fuck it. It was going to happen anyway. That's right. We might as well get them. Might as well make them fans now. So the uh, right. yeah. What the, else we got before we close out? Ooh, I just dropped my plug. I let's see. I wanted to. I wanted to get you pissed off about Club Cub. Um, I'm mad, I'm very mad. It's the worst, and I just hate. I just hate thievery. Yeah, it's it, it's unoriginal. It's that. I think that's what like it's the it's the exact literally the exact same thing, and I, I just. <laughs> 
I, and reading the article, and it was it's not the it's not that reporter's fault. Maybe it is for not being in the know, but he reported it just like it was this new revelation that it's never been heard of before. And these guys are the best and so fun. It's like no, we did that all last year. Like okay. it was literally nobody was allowed in while they were doing it. It was the, the biggest mystery and coolest thing ever. I hope that 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 Anthony Rizzo has gotten a text from someone on the Astros being like, "Dude, are you kidding?" Well, hey, we get we get the NL Central this year, so we should go in and screw up Club Cub. Yeah, let's start a gang fight. <laughs> I would love it. I have a I have a couple machetes. Yeah, they're necessary. So we can, yeah. Why do you have machetes? Okay, and it's, that's neither here nor there. It's a long story. Yeah. It's actually not. I just don't want to get into it. But, um, <laughs> Fair but yeah, so so this week, you know, it's the, the Rangers series. Obviously, I think I think we agree that the Astros really need to win two of three of those games. So that would be a good idea. They should do that. They should just win more than the Rangers. I, I think winning more than the Rangers would be ideal. Um so Tuesday night, it's it's Scott Feldman against... Yeah, that's what I was looking up, so go ahead. I'm so sorry. So it's Feldman against Holland on Tuesday night, and Feldman has sort of a history of pitching very well against teams that he used to play for. Yes, he does. So so that's a good sign, and Derek Holland is trash, and I hate him. Mainly, I do too. Mainly because of the Harry Carey impression. Like everyone thinks that Harry Carey impression is so funny, and it just it's drives not. me insane. It's not. It's not. Oh, a, now I'm mad again. Yeah, no, that's not. I it just... I, people jump on anybody if they just like pretend to have a personality. Yeah, like that's so hack. And it's like, it's more like Will Ferrell was doing it on SNL for like it's just it's just hack. I was like uh, scram. Yes, I was just about to say it feels more like uh, Derek Holland doing Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey than it I does. Hate that and that's what it is. Yeah, scram Holland. Go back to Holland. Holland. Get out. Just just get out. So um, Wednesday night it is. Uh, Doug Fister versus Cole Hamels. Uh, uh, okay, uh, that's the, <laughs> that's the one that they. That, Ooh, but so, you know what? Fuck Cole Hamels. Woody from Toy Story, looking ass boy. Um, and then just yeah, and him picking the assholes up there over us. Yeah, yeah, and all that. Yeah, I I I never liked him, but I really don't like him now. And yeah, all his wife fits more in Highland Park. Well, you know what? Good. Let her stay there. I think she's from there, but still. Yeah, that's no excuse. No um, excuse. And then Thursday is Dallas Keuchel versus, uh, I believe it's Martin Perez. Somebody named Perez. Martin that's, Perez, probably. That's important that we got, we were able to, with this day off, able to fit Keuchel into, uh, especially into the rubber match. Yeah. Not necessarily the rubber match, but you know what I mean. Really need... Really need Feldman to, uh, yeah. to, to come through and start things and make a statement early. But you know what, Fister still—he's still just a, a question mark. So, and and not in a bad way. Yeah. Like he has the ability to to win games. So it's not he hasn't been great or anything, but he does have the stuff to win. So he, I don't have the the, the dread. Yeah, we're going up against Cole Hamels, but it's not. Yeah, it's not like they're throwing. It's not like Fister is just a complete inept, no chance. Write that one down. I don't. I'm not thrilled about that, but. We can we could possibly pull that one off. What if we just go up there and swept them and just sent a little message That'd be great. to our fr- our good friends up in Arlington? Because I'm still pissed off about the whole like when they took the "Come and Take It" logo and and put "We Came and Took It" like that. Re- oh, that really. I mean, I my my blood yeah. pressure gets it gets high. I, 
I yeah, that makes me very mad. I get dizzy. That's how mad I get when I think of that. I I get a little dizzy. So and I, like that's like that's offensive to the state of Texas. Like that's like I feel like that's just uh, I hate I ah because Dallas isn't Texas. Let's I mean yeah that, like what let let's just I mean that needs to no, be said. No, they're not. No, that's just no, they're not. They're not. They're banned. Oh, I hate them so much. Let's just beat beat them. Yeah, it, when you when you guys listen to this, send in your. Your hate, your Dallas tweets, your hate Dallas tweets, and I'll retweet every single one of them. Long as you're not like Houston, like the, threatening murder. The counterplot is 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 generally good for some some anti Dallas rage. He's good for that. He's good for a lot of things, but he's particularly good for his. He has a really funny bit, and I I, I feel weird saying what someone else said that was very that I found very amusing. But he talks about how Sam Houston is a you know Texas Patriot. You know, God bless him. Sam Dallas is a is a child molester. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, after the Rangers series, the Red Sox come Red to town. Red Sox, they come into town, right? They come, yes, they come to Houston, and I believe next Sunday, I, I believe we will record episode four. Uh, while yes, the Red Sox Astros game next Sunday night is on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. So, so we will be recording. Do we want to? Do we want to do an early? Do you want to do like? Are you available at six p.m.? Yeah. Possibly. Kind of get it, get it in before the game, so we don't have to interrupt anybody, or we can figure it out. I don't care. We don't have to talk about our show logistics on uh, <laughs> on, on live on the show. Um, and then also, we I wanted to clarify that we we had said that we were going to do bonus shows on on off days, and our first off day happens to be tomorrow, and we are not going to do back to back shows. Yeah. So we have revised that to make it. Uh, Usually the Wednesday or Thursday off days. I know there's not very many Wednesday ones, but or is it Thursday the off day? Which Thurs- Thursday is the typical Thursdays off day, right? Usually, yeah. But they've adjusted it to where there's there's some weird like two game series, and they've played with the schedule a little bit. So if we have a midweek off day, that's the bonus show that you're gonna get. Yeah, because if we're gonna record tomorrow, literally nothing would have changed. It would just be us threatening a lot, and it would be bad if you. You don't want me tomorrow on a show after we just covered everything. <laughs> right, right. It'd be very short and very dry. Uh-huh. So, so big week. You know, it's a chance to make a, a couple of statements, or it's a chance to to get people to watch the Warriors destroy the Rockets. Uh, we don't have to bring that up um, at all. There's nothing to bring up. When we have a, a division week, the week after that. With uh, a West Coast road trip with three in Seattle and uh, three in Oakland after Boston, so that could be good or bad. Yeah, I'm I'm not scared of either of those teams, so that could be a chance to right the ship if we can just kind of start getting it together this week. Yeah, whether and, it, Bo- and Boston's they're they're not Boston in my opinion. They they haven't come out to the start that I think. I think a lot of Red Sox fans are probably, but neither have we. So whatever, we yeah. can't really talk shit. <laughs> it's a, well, I think I think Red Sox fans are kind of where where Astros fans are. Where we're all thinking, I thought it was supposed to be better than this. Like someone told me wrong. Like who do I blame? See, like right. the devil. It's always the devil. Yeah, he got Tyler White. He got him good. Well, long as like the devil keeps up his end for the rest of the year, we're good. Yeah, I thought it was like, a little. He, I'll early. take a few errors every now and again. It's a little. It's just the devil reminding Tyler White, like, remember our deal. Ooh, I I have one thing. Before, I know, what are we at? One twenty six. Okay, that's not too bad. We can go an hour and a half. Um, I I've read multiple reports today that 
that Gaddis is going to be catching in the next ten days, week or so. Yeah, and that 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 was a hench quote. That gets your that gets your boy Jason Castro out of the lineup. <laughs> I, I doubt that. <laughs> um, I highly doubt that. At least for but, yeah. For so, one but game. what that's it's interesting, but I, I really don't know what that really means. What does that mean? Does that because Castro's Keuchel's guy? So. I don't think I, it, I don't know with I really don't know. It's it's just very interesting that I I don't think it means a whole lot. We talked about it hypothetically, but I I I don't know. But now that he's saying it, like it's a real thing. I, and then there was a picture of him in catcher's gear and stuff. Yeah. So I, and I know he's always caught, but I thought that he wanted to move away for that away from that for uh, for career longevity and uh, weak groin. Haha, <laughs> weak groin <laughs> sucker. Um, and knees and stuff, you know, being a big dude. But apparently, this is a real thing. So I don't, I really don't know. Well, I think, I think Gaddis kind of saw that. I mean, he didn't have a great. He led the team in home runs. He didn't have a great year last year, and so you know, he's he, not really doing anything yet. Yeah, and he's, but he's still. I mean, if you think about, it, he's still like in the first week of spring training. Like he's still right, trying right, to get right. his timing down. So, but I think you know, he lost weight in the off season. I think because he, he, he needs. Yeah, he said he that was the the. Come on, twice. Uh, I, I thought I turned that off. Come on, I'm just weak. I don't care. It, it just makes weak. it fun. Um. Now I had a really good point, and I've lost it. But no, I he lost. Yeah, he's lost weight, and he, that he's in. He's supposed to be in shape, and but, that he's rehabbed, and and he has he, he hadn't really worked his way up into the season yet because he's been rehabbing and all that stuff. So he's not. He Stella hadn't found his groove yet. You right. Know? But I but I think that he he lost weight because he kind of realizes like, look, if I don't if I don't produce then i'm i'm in some real trouble here not that he wouldn't find a job get on the team somewhere else so are you saying that like that maybe it was within him and his team a strategic move to like say hey there's a chance here maybe i i can fill a void this way you think it's like an alteration of his his plans i I, you know i think that well i think or or the team asking him to do it because i i viewed it as the team saying like yo bro can you can you help us out? We want you to catch once a week. How about that? But I, but I think it's a chance for him to stay on. The, it just gives him some more versatility and gets him more, more at bats. And productive at bats are what are what pays the bills. So, so I think it's just another chance for him to stay, him to stay on the field. And, right. And I, I, I don't think. I think the idea that he was this sort of DH only guy that probably I, he kind of strikes me as the guy that that would bother him. Like that's his. Old- I, I, I agree with that as well. So I, th- I think um, it was a, yeah. a strategic move for him to say, "Look, I can I can do other things than than go up and and bat four times a game." And you know, I I d- was impressed with uh, with Kratz's uh, snap throws today, and I also want to say that him falling down on introductions as a dare was freaking hilarious. Did you know that 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 was a dare? Yeah, I have mixed feelings about that. I think I, I, anybody who like has fun. the balls to do that is I can get I can get down with and fuck Castro. <laughs> but it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh.